What's going on, guys? Back at it for another episode of the Prepare to Fight Fire podcast. My man, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Um, we were just talking about, you know, really changing the fire service and, and making an impact. And uh, I want to I want to know where that started for you. Where, where did that start where you were like, you know what? I, I want to leave this better than I found it. It started for me whenever I was riding in the engineer's position. Um, it kind of seemed, I like to call it kind of a little bit of engineer syndrome. Mm-hmm. Once I got promoted to driver, the a lot of the firefighter thoughts left my mind. And, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you I got complacent for quite some time. Mm. Was just coming into work, thought my job was to drive the truck, get it there. You know, every once in a while, show up to a second do and get to go pull a little ceiling, fight a little fire, something like that. But I, uh, I had some good uh, mentors put over me. Eventually got a, a really good battalion chief. He's uh, he's actually left us now, so I don't get to work with him anymore, but kind of got me bought back into some stuff. And I went and attended a class down in Dalton, Georgia, it's the uh, Bears of the Oath truck and engine class and spent two days down there. And it was kind of like a round robin style training where they had different stations set up. And at the end of the each day, you, they would throw it together into one big event and you would run full speed scenarios in Dalton's burn tower. And here I was, you know, I'd been full time for about four years at that point. Thought that I was proficient at every basic firefighter skill. I was that guy that said, you know, I learned that in recruit school or I learned that in my basic firefighting class. Like there's, there's nothing more I need to dig into that. And I got my ass kicked in that class. And I got down there and had a 24 foot ground ladder whoop my ass all across the drill field got up to a forcible entry door prop and had to stand there and look at it for a second thing god i forgot how to do this i've not put reps in on these in forever and came back home and was like you know this is this has got to be a pivotal point for me in the fire service like there's two paths i can take here right i can stay on this same path and ride it out because uh, i do work for a smaller department where we don't run as many fires. So, you know, it could be easy to float through a career and not put the effort in somewhere like that or decide to make a change and start stepping up. And that's what I decided to do. I'm hopefully done that well and stuck on the right path for it. And it's, it's really kicked off too within our department. We've got a lot of people that have bought into kind of getting back to the basics and worrying about being a firefighter because you know it's kind of a it's kind of a plague for us because day one when a firefighter comes in we run three-man engines we have to start training them to be a backup driver off the bat Mm. i feel like sometimes people can forget about the firefighter you know they're more worried about we got to get you pumping a truck right it's it's so crazy you say that too man because i can i can relate we're really really big agency we run a lot of ems um which everybody in the country does I, i get that but at the end of the day every fire department or fire rescue agency out there has fire in the name. So when a fire does happen, they expect proficiency, just like they expect proficiency in a medical call. And you're hundred percent right. We, we lose track of mastering those basics of being able to do the fundamental things at a very high rate of speed and very effectively, right? Forcing a door, stretching a line, throwing ladders, performing a BES, Performing a ventilation vertically, um, stretching a deuce and a half, um, victim removal, um, completing a primary like within a decent amount of time 
and making that primary, you know, actually high on our objective list of what needs to happen on, on a structure fire. Um, and it's one of those things, man, that you just said, we, we get away with just being better firefighters. Like that's like, we just need to be better firefighters as, as I think as a fire service, not just you, you or your department or my department, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like a lot of those things can kind of get pushed to the wayside and, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I said when that happened to me and I kind of caught a little bit of that engineer syndrome, it's kind of one of the things that's pushed me to starting the page and doing what I'm doing now, too, because not only do I want to keep that from happening to anybody else, but it also seeing other people do better. That's helping keep me motivated to stay on the right path at the same time. Absolutely, man. And, and I want to kind of talk about that that conference, man. That's that's something that everybody needs to understand. Get out of your own bubble. Um, go out and Test your skills. We have the, the, the number one flaw of every human on planet Earth is we think we're better than what we actually are in every regard, right? In fitness, mindset, professionally, financially. Um, if you're married, your marriage, <laughs> like, oh, marriage is great. It's great for who? For you? Like, have you asked your wife, like, how's marriage? You know what I mean? Like, um, we, we really think that we're better than what we really are. And the crazy thing about it is, is you can always get better. Like if we perform a drill right now that we've trained on, no matter how we do on the drill, we can both say, man, we could have done this better. We could have done that better. We didn't even rec recognize this. We missed this victim. You know what I mean? Like there's everything, forcible entry. You know, hey, if we would have just attacked the door closer to the actual mechanism, we would have got through it faster. Or, hey, if you would have used the ads more than you used the forks, you could have got through it faster. Or, hey, man, that door was a terrible door to, to go through. You should have found another means of, of entry, you know. Um, but everything you do, you can actually be better at if you have that mindset. And, you know, that's why we get out and we do these things. Sitting sitting around all day, three, four guys, have, or eight, however many you've got in your house, sitting in recliners, that doesn't tell us anything about how we're going to operate on the fire ground. Mm. You know, we get out, we run these drills and we find those deficiencies or maybe not even deficiencies. Maybe we, maybe we looked at the drill and was like, you know, I, I think that that went pretty good. That would work for us. But as you said, we're always going to find those little points like, yeah, it may have worked, but we could have shaved some time off here. And that's always going to give us that next step to reach for. That's the kind of stuff that we should be shooting for. Oh, Sitting, sitting back at the station, that that doesn't give us any cues to what we need to be working on or how our next run's going to go for us. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, so talk to me, man. You 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 told me earlier you work for kind of a smaller department. How how is that? Because I can tell you, working for a bigger department, and I'm sure obviously everybody has their problems. Um, but I'm sure you're you're able to control more of the influence, right? Because it's smaller. But then if it's smaller, usually people have been there for a lot longer and they're kind of setting their ways. So kind of what's your approach now with with your mindset that you currently have with those people? In our department, there it is a lot different. One thing in a smaller department like mine is it kind of comes as an advantage and it can be a disadvantage. Everybody knows everybody mm. across all three shifts, across all admin, you know, the the fire chief can walk in and have a conversation like they're best friends with the new hire. 
So it's, there's a lot of friendships amongst the department. So as I said, that can be a give and it can be a take, but really for me, it's just trying to get that influence into my company and our shift. And I'm lucky the co-captain I have at the other station, you know, he's really, really young, aggressive. He's got a lot of the same mindsets that I do. So a lot of the stuff works out for us. You know, we don't have to try to push a lot to get buy-in from the people that we work with. Um, I'm actually super blessed. My, uh, the engineer on my truck is my best friend from high school. Oh, we cool. do our service together. So me and him attend a lot of classes and conferences together, stuff like that. So it's, there's not really much push for it. It's, it's kind of everybody's on the same page and it's, we all know what we need to be doing when we come into work. We know what we need to do to make each other better. So it, it really runs great for us. Right. Um, and, and we were kind of talking about how you were kind of on the fence uh, with your department, not running the call load that you, 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 you kind of want and not having the size that you want. There's a lot to say for also seeing, seeing a department through growth, right? Cause your department will grow um, and, and you'll be a part of that growth. How do you, how do you feel about that? You know, I'm happy. I'm happy with the decision that I made. Um, you know, it got to the point whenever I was kind of weighing out both options of trying to go to a larger department, whenever I pulled out of their process of, you know, going back through an academy, put a lot of strain on the family, mm. stuff like that, especially now. Uh, we've got a two-year-old daughter that just woke up from a nap. I'm hoping that she'll act, act okay for us, but and expecting another one come early next year. Oh, congrats, man. Appreciate it. Um, but with, with sticking through with my hometown department, um, I'm happy with that decision. It's nice to be able to get out on the streets where you've grown up. As I said, not just within the fire department, but the city as a whole, it's not exactly your small town, you know, mom and pop, everybody knows everybody, but there's enough influence there to where somebody sees the fire department out and everybody's grateful for that. You know, our trucks are on the road all the time. We, uh, you know, I was talking to you about us doing company level inspections. That's kind of another, I wouldn't say a downfall to a small department, but, um, so we're out of the stations if we're not training out eating or doing inspections. I mean, we're, we're on the roads all the time. So it's, it's kind of nice to be, to be where we are. So. Yeah, that's, that's super different, man. I gotta be honest with you. We, we don't have that where I work. Um, we're just so big, man. We don't have that, those relationships, you know, we, we just don't, uh, I think where, where I'm at and not to say for everybody, but for the most part, they don't know about you until they need you, you know, where the smaller, the smaller cities, um, and, and I think the older cities, like they see firefighters and they're like, it's, there's so much love and there's so much energy. I did a, I did a 5k, uh, the tunnels to tower 5k in New York. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Tunnels of Towers. It's basically a, a foundation where they raise money every year. Um, but, man, it was unbelievable the perspective of people in New York towards firefighters compared to Florida. And, like, they just give a shit. You know what I mean? It's 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 really crazy, you know, how how much how much they care and uh, and and how much they really appreciate what we do and, and that kind of goes a long way it goes super far um so that's super unique man and, and 
I, I would I would have to tell people like, be careful where you go to work because while some place may seem better than others, every place has its good and its bad. It does, and that was that was one of the uh, one of the things that got brought up to me whenever I was kind of weighing out those options of sticking it out or leaving because there were some things that I wouldn't say had went wrong, but just some stuff that I could have thought went better. I thought maybe the grass would be greener on the other side and started talking to people from the, the larger department that I was looking at going to like, Oh no, man, like the, the same problems happen here. Like it's the same stuff. It's just on a lot larger scale. (laughs) Right. Right. right, right. A lot of people, may get irritated with a new policy or with something that their admins put out or just anything their department's doing. And it's easy to look over at the next city limit sign and be like, Hey, you know, those guys make a little bit similar pay. I don't, I don't think they have those problems, but you don't see within the four walls of their firehouse, you know, there's, there's stuff going on everywhere in the fire service in America. Unfortunately, you know, when it comes to a career that you do get a little bit of downtime, there's bound to be drama and stuff like that get started up. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me, man. Talk to me about your page and uh, let's tell the, let's tell the people kind of what it is and what the purpose is about that and and how it kind of started. Uh, The citizens fireman got started, uh, as I said, to keep a way to keep myself motivated, but also to have more of a widespread influence. You know, you and I talked about that before we started the show a little bit, you know, just within my house, I've got two other people that I work with. And, you know, I said we have pretty similar mindsets. It's easy for me to come to work and toss an idea out and it picks up right there. But how far does that influence go? You know, that's important because that's our day to day operations. But, you know, I th- anybody that is doing good for the fire service, they want to see something better for it. And, you know, the social media it gives and it takes. But the amount of people that you can reach through social media when you're putting this stuff out and you can try to start connecting and networking with those like-minded people that want the same things out of the service that you do. That was a big push for wanting to kind of get into that side of it. And it, it's been great. You know, I've made connections with people, gotten opportunities that I never would have, never would have got just sitting there looking out the window at the highway passing by the station. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like we just talked about, man, getting out to the conferences and, and like you, you said with your story, you got to that conference and and you thought you thought something you thought you were going to perform better than you did and you know when you think you know more than you actually do and you put yourself in other people's wheelhouse and you put yourself um you know up to learn you'd be surprised at the opportunity that you you know you could come across by doing that um it, it's very easy to stay confined in your own station department city um and you got to understand, man, uh, just because you've done it for a long time doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. Um, there's 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 a thousand ways in this to, in this profession to, to really be an effective firefighter. And, uh, only- and, you know, I've heard it said a million times, but it really hit home with me on that one. Where it's, you know, years on the job and years into the job are two completely separate things. You could be on for 30, 35 years, but never accomplished anything and never left a single thing better than how you found it. Or you could, the you could be the five-year guy that's made an more of an impact on the culture that they're around than the last retiree did. Right. 
Yeah, it's that's a funny thing, man. It, it really is. Um, I've always had the, the thought process of helping people become better, right? That's that's my thought process. I think I've gotten a little jaded recently with the influx of people coming in with the entitlement mentality of like they already have everything it takes to be a great firefighter and they literally know the bare minimum to be a firefighter right um i'm still learning what it takes to be a great firefighter and like if you don't have that mindset coming in it's kind of kind of upsetting but you're absolutely right man there's a there's a problem in the fire service across the country with the difference in people who are passionate and the difference who are and people who have great attendance, right? Like, oh, like guys always at work. Yeah, that, that's not saying much. You know what I mean? Like the guy shows up to work every day. He's he's never trained. He's never gone out of his way to clean anything. He's never, you know, like you just said, he's not into the job. And it's it's a travesty, man. Somebody who comes to this career field for 30 years. And it's not into the job. I don't get it. If I if I hated this job, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's it just blows my mind that you've got people out there that are like that. And especially looking, you know, living in the city where I work. You know, I've I've learned something from everybody that I've ever worked under or worked with. I've not necessarily agreed with all of them. Right, right, absolutely. But, but especially coming from the aspect of living where I work, you you see those people, and or you watch them go through and watch them retire, and you're like, man, I, me and my family's counting on you, like, and the general public they don't know about the fire service. They think that the fire trucks sitting up there in the bay and the guys in the chair that they're just all fire service all stars that are ready to go at a moment's notice and they're going to come make your worst day disappear. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case, but you know, those of us that are working with them, we see that. Right. And it it gets irritating when you, you see those people who they want to make snide comments about physical fitness or about training. And they're only there for those benefits that come with the job of being able, you know, like I said, having the three hot meals, a recliner to sit in and a bed that they'll hopefully get a full night's sleep in. Right. You, know, you see coming to work and they're more concerned about what they're going to do on their off days than they are about that full tour while they're there riding the rig. Absolutely. So l- let me ask you, what's your take on fitness? The Where I work, they supply us with a gym membership. We don't have to pay anything out of pocket for it. And I love it. You know, we, it doesn't matter what we've got going on during the day. Our engine company is going to be there for at least an hour to two hours every shift. That's awesome. I don't understand the, the balance between the people that are for physical fitness and the fire service and the ones who aren't like you, you should be able to look at the job and tell I'm going to have to be somewhat fit to do this. Mm-hmm. For a you long know, time. But that's not that's not how it is unfortunately. But for me, I mean luckily the other two that I work with, they're all for it. Like I said, we could be tied up all day. 
roll around eight o'clock at night, they're itching to go to the gym. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things that it's just that, that complacency that, that they're on the job. They're not into the job. And, um, you know, they go months on end without working a fire and they're like, man, I don't need to be fit. Like, you know, we work fires once in a while. We just skate on by. And it's, it's really disappointing to see a company or a crew or, or a, a battalion go to a fire and completely fuck it up. Right. Because we know that they haven't prepared at all. Mistakes are going to happen whether you're high speed or you're low speed. Right. Um, the difference is, is when you're high speed, they're less likely to happen. And hey, we're firefighters. We come up short. We, we can't be perfect, you know. But when you look at the people who have zero preparation and who have zero give a shit, um, it's disappointing, man, because you look at that like if that was your house, would you have accepted that that those tactics, the, that that level of service? Like, absolutely not. And there's a disconnect. Like they, they don't think that way. They they're just like they think it's OK. I, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. I've never really understood it, to be honest with you. No, I don't either. It, it blows my mind. I don't, and it, it seems like all all the things we're talking about, that side of it seems to be the same people hold all those attributes, all the bad attributes is right. just combines into one. And those are some of the people that we see walking around in, in the fire service today. You know, there's uh, they some pages on social media that a lot of the fire service may not necessarily agree with, you know, kind of poking fun at each other. But some of the stuff that you see get posted on some of them pages, you're like, man, like you're, you're the next walking cardiac event waiting to happen. Like some of the guys out here riding these rigs, you're probably in worse shape health wise than some of the patients that you're making contact with. And that that's not okay to me like that. No, absolutely not. No, it's, 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 it's unacceptable, man. And, and at, at some point, you, we have to take a step back and say, are we being negligent with our own, right? Like you, you, you run a call, you, you, you shit the bed on the call. You're going to be held accountable. Well, who's holding us accountable for our own people? You know, it's a, it's a question that's super important and it's always, it's always bothered me, man. And I just, I try to help people the best I can um, and push them in the right direction and show them the importance of it. Cause I don't ever want something to happen to one of our own guys or girls. Like, that's just it's a travesty, you know? Um, so, man, l- let me ask you this. Uh, if 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 you could tell somebody coming in the fire service one thing, what would that be? Pick a path and stick on it and not, not trying to jump ahead too fast. And I don't mean just promotion-wise because I, I do come from a young, very young department. A lot of us have promoted very young. I had the battalion chief that I was talking about earlier that uh, left us to go to another job. I believe he was 27, 28 years old when he got promoted to shift commander. Wow. So super young department. Um, But so not just promotion wise, but when it comes to your training, I see a lot of times people want us. It's like they're scratching lottery tickets. They just want to take the surface off of one thing. And then jump onto the next. Find an area and get proficient in it. And then find the areas that you don't like and get proficient in them. Take it step by step. You're not going to gain anything by, you know, we all go through the different levels of training. If you only reach awareness on everything you ever touch, you're 
you're nothing more than practically a bystander with a little bit of knowledge of what's going on. You've got to got to dive deep into them and really find out what path for the fire service is right for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. You you have to understand you're not going to like everything in the fire service. (laughs) You're not going to be, you know, I hate engine engine stuff. I really do. But if I'm, if I'm on scene and I'm expected to stretch a line, I need to be proficient at it. If I'm on scene and I'm expected to drive for the day, I need to know how to operate that pump panel. And you know how much, how much water we got, what trucks are coming to me. Do we have a water supply issue? All that stuff's important, right? Um, I need to know every piece of equipment on the apparatus, you know, um, appliances, um, you know, extrication tools, different saws that we have, the different ladder uh, complements that we have. All of that stuff is very important. Whether I like it or not, I need to be able to understand it very well and be able to operate every piece of equipment at a very high level. And so that's that's great advice, man. Everybody out there, you have to be in it, man. You have to be in it and your time will come. Like you said, like you, you don't have to really rush anything. Um, mistakes are a part of the process um, and just, you know, move, move past that, man. So, man, thank you for coming on. Um, where can people find you and uh, and reach out and, and connect and, and kind of gravitate to that mindset that you're, you're bringing to the fire service? Because it's it's great. It's 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 needed in, in every every area. Uh, right now, the only platform that the page is on is Instagram. Uh, I've tossed around the idea of reaching out to a couple different social media platforms in the future. But for right now, we're just sticking to Instagram, trying to get the page to grow a little bit more. So you can find it there. It's uh, the underscore citizens underscore fireman. Cool. And you know, give us a follow. Feel free to send a message, whatever. I'm always happy to talk shop with anybody or if you've got a if you've got something that you think it's a good idea. Uh, had somebody the other day send something about some modifications they made to a water can. I absolutely loved it. And we actually made a reel out of it, posted it on our page. So, you know, any anybody that's in love with the job, you know, we're we're always happy to talk with them. That's awesome, man. Well, brother, thank you for coming on. Um, I really appreciate you. And uh, guys, keep sharing the episodes. Keep showing up. Keep learning. And uh, keep being better.